Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. This in the news, Warren Buffett comes out and gives a shocking prediction that the banking crisis is far from over. Let's head right into an article from CNBC and check this out. And in the interim, you can go to rebelcapitalslive.com and get your tickets to the most incredible investment conference in human history, rebelcapitalslive.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are going to hear that for the next 30 days. I'm so bad of a salesman leading up to the event that the last 30 days, I got to like pitch it every single day. All right, here we go. Warren Buffett says we are not through with banking failures. Buffett, and by the way, he's always like Mr. Optimism, right? So for him to say this, it's a big deal. Warren Buffett believes there could be more bank failures down the road, but depositors should not ever be worried. I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> How do you figure, Warren, unless he knows something we don't know or something we are assuming, and that's a central bank digital currency, the Fed steps in, says, hey, depositors, Warren Buffett is right. You should never, ever be worried. Just move your dollars from that stupid commercial bank that can go bust right on over here to the Fed. And everyone says, yay, thank you, Jerome Powell. And then six months later, they have a social score. And then they're sitting there scratching their head saying, hmm, how did that happen? They, they never even implemented a social or they never even implemented a CBDC. But yet somehow I'm getting this report from Janet Yellen telling me how much diesel I purchased and warning me that I shouldn't be purchasing any more guns. Or we're going to get to this story a little bit later on this afternoon or the FBI send you a letter saying that you need to stop using the words red pill. If you think I'm joking, I'm not. Now the the FBI is saying that you are a threat to the United States if you use the word red pill, Chad, and some other <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> term that's just completely benign and it's just part of pop culture. But anyway, we'll get to that video later. So moving back to this article, it says banks will go bust but depositors aren't going to be hurt. And again, you have to wonder why he is saying this when he knows darn well the FDIC only has about $200 billion in it. And by the way, how much of that $200 billion was taken up with Signature and Stupid Valley Bank? I'm guessing probably the ma a good majority of it, or a good percentage at least. So, And he knows that there's $18 trillion in deposits, and he's a lot better at math than I am. So just figured out that dog don't hunt. So I don't know how he's saying this, with a high degree of confidence, again, unless he's had some conversations and they say, yeah, Warren, tell these people not to worry about it. Just don't tell them all the dollars are going to the Fed's balance sheet. Investing legend Warren Buffett believes there could be more bank failures down the road. Oh yeah, depositors are fine, yada, yada, yada. Okay, I guess he's in Tokyo buying some stocks in Japan. The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank or Stupid Valley Bank and Signature Bank last month, the second and third largest bank failures in U.S. history respectively, prompted extraordinary rescue action from regulators who backstopped all deposits in the failed lenders and provided an additional funding facility for troubled banks. Buffett said that some of the dumb things that banks do periodically became uncovered during this period, including having mismatched assets and liabilities, as well as questionable accounting. I Again, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but they did a lot more stupid things than that. Bankers have ever been uh, have forever been tempted. Accounting procedures have driven some bankers to do some things that may have helped their current earnings. So what he's implying here, guys, just so you know, is on the asset side of their balance sheet, 
they've got a bucket that says hold to maturity. Silicon Valley Bank just took more as many assets as they possibly could that were taking a haircut. So the price was going down of these assets that they had in their balance sheet. And then they were like, uh, well, we'll just go ahead and move these into this hold to maturity bucket on our ass on the asset side of our balance sheet. And then we don't have to report the losses, the paper losses that we're taking. We can just pretend that we're going to hold them until we get paid. And then on the asset side, we can show that we haven't lost any money that we, we, if we bought them for a hundred dollars, we can show a hundred dollars worth of assets on our balance sheet, even though the market price for that asset is let's say 50 bucks. I'm, I'm 99% sure this is the accounting or these are the accounting shenanigans he is referring to. Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you are well. Got a quick question for you. Are you someone that realizes we are headed straight for an economic recession, maybe even worse? Do you also realize that the government is trying to restrict your freedom, liberty, and privacy on a daily basis? We've all heard in the news lately about central bank digital currencies, and it's not a matter of if we get them. It's simply a matter of when. But although you know we're facing all of these problems, you don't know what to do about it. How do you protect your wealth or grow your wealth when we're dealing with a very volatile economic environment? Or how do you maintain or increase your freedom and privacy when we have this woke Orwellian government that's trying to micromanage your life? Well, fortunately, got some good news for you. I have set up an event that is focused on helping you the rebel capitalist finds solutions to these problems. It's all set up to help you build wealth and thrive in this world of out of control central banks and big governments. That event is Rebel Capitalist Live. It's going to be absolutely incredible. It's in Orlando, May 12th to the 14th. We're going to have speakers like Peter Schiff, Mike Maloney, Lynn Alden, Chris McIntosh, Brent Johnson, Jeff Snyder, Robert Barnes, just to name a few. So to get more information on how you can attend this incredible event that's going to give you actionable intel that will help you prepare for the rest of 2023 and beyond, go to rebelcapitalistlive.com, and I will see you in Orlando. It says the costs of the FDIC are borne by the banks. Wrong. Who pays the banks, Warren? Come on, man. This is just the weakest argument I've ever heard in my life. And whenever, uh, when these things started to go bust, I was listening to a lot of Twitter spaces with some of these experts. And this is what they all argued. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. Joe Public isn't going to have to absorb the cost for this. Absolutely not. It's going to be completely free. Okay, is the government going to? Oh, no, no, no. It's not the government. No, no, no. No, th this is not a bailout. This is just simply the FDIC increasing their insurance, and then the bank's going to pay the insurance. Okay, smart guy. Where are the banks going to get the money? Oh, 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 that's right, from their customers. And who are the customers? The taxpayer. I mean, it's just, come on. Who are you trying to kid? And he says banks have never cost the federal government a dime. The public doesn't understand that? Come on, Warren. Come on, buddy. The banks have never cost the federal government a dime. Okay, maybe they haven't, but they've cost the taxpayer a lot more than a dime. They've cost the taxpayer billions and billions and billions of dollars. I mean, come on. 
<laughs> and this FDIC increase, like we said, that's going to be absorbed by the taxpayer. That's going to be absorbed by the customer. The banks aren't going to absorb that. And here is where <clears throat> I think he kind of plays a, a role for the government because everyone sees him as someone who is morally straight as an arrow, has these incredible ethical standards, and he's just kind of this humble, go-lucky guy, this aw shucks type of dude, and uh, just go ahead and, and trust whatever he says. And if he says the government's okay, A-okay, then you better believe the government, they're, they're, on, on, they're doing everything right. You know, if Warren Buffett says that the government is doing what they should to protect the average Joe and Jane, well, we need to believe whatever Warren Buffett says, you know, that type of thing. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know the guy. I've never spoken to him. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. But when he says stuff like this, it makes me incredibly suspicious. Uh, you don't need to turn dumb decisions by managers into panicking the whole citizen citizenry of the United States about something they don't need to panic about. Again, I, I, I don't know him. I don't want to throw him into the bus. Let's assume the best. But I could imagine a scenario where the Biden administration calls Warren Buffett or Jerome Powell or Janet Yellen or whatever and says, hey, Warren, next time you're interviewed, if you could go ahead and try to do what we do every day, and that is instill as much confidence in the banking system, we'd greatly appreciate it. And he says, yeah, yeah, I got your back. No problem. I'm being interviewed by CNBC next week. I'll make sure it's handled. If I was a betting man, that's what I would bet is going on here. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, and getting your tickets to Rebel Capitalist Live. And we'll see you on the next video.